Good afternoon, podcast listeners. This is Ed Franklin with the edfranklin.nolimits podcast. Uh, you can reach me at edfranklin.nolimits at gmail.com if you'd like to be a guest or you know somebody that would like to be a guest on my podcast. Please have them give me a shout out at edfranklin.nolimits at gmail.com. And please follow me on any social media on, on every platform I think you can think of. Apple, Spotify, YouTube. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. That'd be great. And my guest that we have on today is Corinne Kibet, that's been on my podcast before. And I just made a joke with her, said I'm going to let her talk more than I usually let anybody talk. Only because I want to, I've been to one of uh, her classes recently, and I got a lot out of it. And I want her to explain exactly what she's doing. And these are one of these young people, because I think I'm like twice as old as her. One of these young people that are setting the world on fire. And um, you should listen to this podcast and contact Corinne after we talk. We'll, she'll let you know how to get in contact with her. So how you doing, my friend? Doing good? I am doing fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for your kind words and saying yeah. that I'm setting the world on fire. You when are. I connect with people like you, that's exactly what happens. I know. And you're like, um, you know, I told you I have 9 million kids. I'm trying to be the father of our country. And um, I have some rock star children, too, like you, that are out there, you know, getting over limitations, doing all the things I talk about on my podcast, because we know those limitations are going to come up. And I know your business, and we're going to let you talk a lot about it, helps people get over those limitations, no matter what age they are, no matter where they're at in life, no matter what it's about, whether it's business or personal or whatever, all these things are going to be applied to people's lives. Would that be fair to say? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. I learned a really long time ago that it doesn't matter how old we are or how young, we all have blind spots sure. and we all have opportunities to learn. And the more that we learn about our blind spots, see them so that way we can grow and evolve, the more that we can accomplish in our lives, honestly, and then turn around and help others, right? Because right. the more that we grow, the more that we can turn around and help someone who's been where we've been before. And it's just a ripple effect. And you probably heard this saying before, you know, the older I get, the less I know. Mm. And that is a true statement. I mean, I know for me, it is anyway. I, as my mind gets open to more opportunities out there mm. and I do, you know, I was with a, I was on a call the other day where I had, there was this one guy on the call, it's like 15 people on this call. And one guy knew everything, right? He's just one of those guys. And I mean, he wasn't a bad guy or anything. He just, he reminded me of somebody that I worked for in the past. And, you know, I know no one knows everything, right? And he had, he just had that way about him where, and whether it's his opinion or not, he never said, hey, this is my opinion. It was just, mm -hmm. this is the way it is. And we know life is not just the way it is every time. If shit, if it was like that, it'd be way easier to navigate this life. Well, there are so many perspectives, so many yeah. perspectives. And and I talked about this in the class that you went to. When we show up with an I already know that mindset, it cuts off so much opportunity to learn. It shuts off. It literally shuts off the reticulator activating system in our brain and keeps us from hearing something that could completely shift our mindset from seeing new possibilities and being able to learn something new. And when you stay in the I know that mindset, you keep getting the same results. Yeah. And in business, if you keep staying stagnant and staying like this, rather than opening up to different perspectives and seeing solutions and new opportunities, I mean, that's a recipe for disaster right there, right? COVID's yeah. a perfect example. If we stayed stagnant during COVID and didn't pivot, didn't evolve, right? What happens? Which unfortunately a lot of people fell into. Yes. I get that a lot of people were dealt a lot of really, really bad cards. I completely understand that. So I'm very sensitive to it. And in business, we've got to stay flexible. And if you're coming in with an I know that already mindset, it really, really limits you. And so many people, unfortunately, show up that way. It's funny you brought up that statement because that was something I remembered, not more than anything else, but I did remember that because I'm, you know, I do that. I mean, at my age, I kind of, oh, I know that. I already, mm -hmm. but COVID was horrible for me, right? I was talking to some people and I will get you going here. I was talking to some people and they were saying, oh, COVID's been a blessing and I was able to relax. And I'm like, no, I, I don't, I, I don't have time to relax. I still am raising kids. Mm -hmm. I'm still trying to build stuff. 
And for an extrovert, when my whole job was getting people in a room and I couldn't get people in a room anymore or me be in a room, yeah, that really put a, so mm-hmm. I had to start going, okay, what the hell? And here, mm-hmm. God bless my daughter going, dad, why don't you start a podcast? Because not that my podcast is any good or I have a million followers yet, but it's changing perspective. I'm meeting different people. I'm, I mean, where I was at a year ago to today, whole different world, right? I have mm-hmm. much more open mind, but you're one of those people. I could just talk to you for like six hours about stuff. <laughs> All right, you know, everyone. This is going to be just, yeah. We'd be <laughs> hammered be at the end. This is going to be a six-hour-long podcast, everyone. <laughs> we'd be hammered no, at the end kidding. of that podcast, but we'd we'd know everything. But I want to I want to give you this time to kind of just tell us about your coaching business, yeah. NLP. If I look like I'm looking down, I'm not. Something I'm not pinching. I'm making notes. So I because I, I, you know, when I'm talking to people, like come up with questions. So if I look like I'm looking down, don't think I'm ignoring you. Just keep rolling. Okay. Yeah, definitely. It's all so tell me what's up with evolution room. <laughs> Do you want me to give and give a little bit of backstory of kind of, I think you should. I mean, you've done that before, but we may yeah. have some new listeners and I think your backstory is vital to your current business. Yes. So if that didn't happen, vital. you'd still be in the financial business. So, Oh yeah, definitely. Tell and the story. It, it actually ties in a lot to what we were talking about earlier in the context of showing up in the, I already know that, right? So back in, um, my, my background's actually in corporate finance. So I'm from San Diego. So I went to SDSU and decided to go into business finance. See, my family and my grandfather specifically is a very successful hair salon owner. And It's funny because at the age of 12, he had me listening to Earl Nightingale. I was listening to Lead the Field. He plugged me into, pretty sure I'd think and grow rich in my hands by the time I was like 14. Little did I know that he was prepping me for entrepreneurship and for life, right? And I remember, I remember watching my mom build her business and entrepreneurship, building your own business, it isn't easy right? There's a lot that goes into it. And she was a single mom and she did her absolute best. And now she is full on thriving. However, it took a lot for her to build that business. And out of the love that she has for me and same with my grandfather, they turned around and said, go climb the corporate ladder, go for the security, go for the benefits, go for that stability, right? We don't want you to struggle like we have because it's a roller coaster ride. And I think that sentence out of love is vital because that's what we do as parents, right? Mm -hmm. We we try to help our kids, but not to interrupt, but I think that was just, it's an important thing that they weren't steering you. They were doing, they're trying to make your life easier, right? Everybody does the best they can with the tools that they have. So... It was out of love to, to tell me that, right? And I decided to adopt that mindset of go for the security, go for the benefits, right? The, I can't take risks. So I took on that belief. And as I was, was growing older, I decided to go to SDSU. I got my bachelor's in business, emphasis in finance. My grandfather always told me to strive for a career that I could turn around and make good money with. So as a female in finance, right, that's a really good opportunity. I ended up working. Now they tell you, you're going to make 150K coming right out of school. You're going to be making bank. You're going to be on Wall Street, all the things, right? Yeah, not so much the case. (laughs) I went to a smaller financial planning firm where I was making around, I think it was around mid, mid 30s. And worked there for a while. And it was, it was a great job. However, in striving for, like my grandfather taught me, in striving for the next level, I knew that in order for me to really move up the corporate ladder, I needed to have designations. I was fresh right out of college. I needed to show and put in the work, right? So I became a certified financial planner. And when I became a certified financial planner, that's when I got picked up by Merrill Lynch. And when I got picked up by Merrill Lynch, that was bigger salary, better benefits, you know, the downtown office in San Diego, it was all of the things and it looked really, really good. So that's what I did. Now I ignored the, the, the feeling and the, the moment where when I passed the CFP, it didn't really do anything for me. It was another checkbox, like just 
another, yeah, I did this, that that's great. Right. Right. What, what's next? I was super unfulfilled and slowly, but surely that started to eat away at me. It started to come up again. It started to, I was popping up with ideas of, I want to start my own business. I want to do something differently. This isn't it, but I've been doing this for so long. I, be, I became a CFP. I'm supposed to be doing this. Right. And little did I know that I was, I was hitting this barrier and I was stuck. I was frustrated. I was full of anxiety and even though being in the corporate world and being in a really great career, I was super unfulfilled. So I recognized, you know what, I've been doing personal development work on my own. However, I've never plugged myself into an actual environment to really see what was going on. And I'll be honest, I was acting like I knew my shit. <laughs> and I know that I can cuss on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, let me ask you a question. Like, I just want to stop you for a second. That personal development, did you feel like, because yeah. I, I was, I've been through all this shit, right? I was listening to the 24 cassette tapes of Tony Robbins' personal power when I was you know, in the 80s. Mm -hmm. And did you feel like when you were listening to that, you're like, yeah, I could do that better, right? I mean, I could, you know what I mean? I'm not, not being conceited, just saying, you know, I could make an impact. I could word that differently. Oh, yeah. Because this might lead, this might have led you down to where you're doing now. Oh, yeah. I, I could was... be more impactful with that. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. There was okay, definitely, good. there was definitely some of, some of that. And that's the, that's, that was the, the ego, the, I got this. I, I could do this. This is easy. Right? Well, here's the thing. If I knew my shit, I'd have the results that I wanted. I didn't have the career that I wanted. I didn't have no. the relationships that I wanted. I didn't have the money that I wanted. I really didn't. I didn't have the relationships with myself and other people that I wanted, even with my family. So all of that was BS, that if I really knew my shit, that I, I would have the results that I wanted. So the moment that I dropped my ego, embraced the fact that I don't know what I don't know, and started to learn about myself and understand how I got to where I was, start to see the blind spots, the more that I could then shift and grow and start creating the life and business that I truly wanted, because I'm the common denominator, mm -hmm. right? And we're the sure. number one person that we lie to the most. So oh, I needed yeah. to insert myself into <clears throat> containers yep. to expose that blind spot. And when I did, I got crystal clear on the fact that time doesn't give any refunds. It doesn't. We don't get a no, discount. That's a great line. Yeah. Don't like give it that. back. I remember you know, on the relationship front, do you, um, I kind of look back at your age, you know, I have a pretty good memory where I was at. And I kind of felt like people had told me about the relationship is supposed to go, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's whether it's a spouse or a girlfriend or a boyfriend or whatever. You kind of have this cookie cutter. And we do this in life, right? This is why you're in the one percentile of what you do and like is because we look at that we go okay that's how i'm supposed to act right i did this as a parent mm -hmm. this is what i'm supposed to do as a parent mm -hmm. but pretty soon i started going you know what fuck that that doesn't that's not for me that doesn't work that way right i couldn't sit down and i remember one time we took our i think it's my son he was having when he was like two he was just uh, very high strung and doctor tells my ex-wife you know you need to sit down and reason with them and i came home that day and it's two and she says, well, the doctor said I need to reason with him. I said, he's two. I don't fucking reason with a two-year-old. He, he needs to know that if you do this, this is the consequence, right? Mm -hmm. But on a larger scale, like I get back to what you said, you kind of have this picture of what you think a relationship is supposed to look like. But you, you have to form that, not somebody mm -hmm. else's idea. So I'm sorry. Well, keep well what happens is you know, we're, we're born this blank slate. We come into this world, just a total blank slate. And then we're imprinted from zero to seven years old. So this imprint is building the, building the program, right? And it's, it's built based off of who is in our environment, who raised us. Maybe it's grandma, maybe it's grandpa, maybe it's mom, dad, right? Whoever raised us. And it starts to create beliefs. It starts to create this program of what life is supposed to be, Right. And then that's why you heard in the class that you have a seven or eight year old in your head because you really right. do. And then that program is modeled. You practice it and you model mom and dad, grandma, grandpa, and then you socialize it. 
and then you go out and figure out what your career is and all of those stages is a program that was built off of zero to seven years old so people are telling you right how you're supposed to be or what you're supposed to do when it it doesn't feel right it feels off or why is it that other people don't do the things the way that i do exactly that's what i was getting at yeah Yeah, your program is different and the really cool part is and this is where my work comes in right of shifting that program you can easily shift that program it's just about exposing the blind spots and be yourself to to see it so funny thing when i i told you i went to a christmas party today that's not my company i don't work for this company Mm -hmm. i'm just doing some work with them and when i was getting when i was picking out what i was going to wear to go to this thing i thought well these guys are all financial there's two people that wear suits anymore. That's attorneys and financial people. Right? <laughs> now, I wasn't going to wear a suit. I just, I have a suit. I just, it's not Ed anymore, right? I used to wear one. And I have lime green shoes on now with a red shirt, tattoos of blazing and the hat. And I, I kind of said, you know, I'm just going to go as Ed because that's where I feel most comfortable and where I make the most impact. And I did. And it wasn't a problem, right? Mm-hmm. But, but I could have made it a problem. I could have said, no, you know, these guys are going to look at me funny and, you know. Mm-hmm. Things like that. So the, the itty bitty shitty committee that goes off. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. So, and in even learning about our imprint and learning about that, right? What what happened was I, I started to insert myself into containers to expose the blind spots because I was doing a lot of personal development on my own. I was watching the YouTubes. I was listening to the podcasts. I was listening to the audiobooks, doing all of the things. The, the problem is I was learning a lot and I knew a lot. However, I wasn't actually integrating it. I wasn't actually shifting it. And that's it, yeah. where I wasn't applying it, right? I was getting in my own way. We get in our own way and we don't see our own blind spots. So the moment that I inserted myself into this training to shift that was the moment that everything opened up. The, the more that I learned how to communicate with myself, because the way that we look at the world, right, the world around us changes, the, the more that we change within. So I started learning, how do I communicate with myself? How do I communicate with others? How am I showing up? I started learning more about myself. I started learning more about other people. I was breaking through things that I didn't even know existed from my past that were keeping me in this box. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. A huge deal. I mean, I had zero idea. I knew a little bit. When when my father passed away when I was 13, that that's a significant, significant sure. event for anyone. It's a defining moment in your life. Especially at the age of 13, right? And I shoved everything down. I put all of it down. All of my emotions. I started putting on a mask and I went into high achiever mode. I'm just going to do what I'm supposed to do. And then I woke up and had this realization. Well, I had zero idea that I had stored so much anger, that I had stored so many beliefs about myself and about my dad that were holding me back. And the moment that I finally got power over the event, the event no longer had power over me, right? I'm so glad you brought this up. I'm so glad you brought this up because you became vulnerable. You said, you know what? It's okay if I'm vulnerable. Right. You just kind of opened up and said, shit, you know, my lost my dad at 19, same kind of situation. And now I'm going, well, fucking dad. Right. I I need a dad right now. I need to ask him some questions about being a man and all those things. Mm -hmm. But once you, yeah. And I think that's that vulnerability that it kind of opens up. Your mind goes like this, just huge. Right. And you start going, okay, it's okay. If I'm a little angry about that or, Mm-hmm. You know, and you deal with it then. If you don't ever deal with it, if you just shove it down, like I did that too, probably cost me two marriages, by the way, because I just shoved it down and said, fuck it, I got to just move on. I got to just fight through. You don't always have to fight through. Sometimes you just got to go, dude, can you talk to me about this for 10 minutes, right? So, well, and the thing is, the, the thing is, is those situations will start to repeat themselves yeah. in different people in different ways, right? Because if we have if it's unprocessed and this programming is just continuously running, we create the same scenarios over and over again to learn the lesson. Mm-hmm. The first time it looks like a slap, the first time it's, a, the next time it's a two by four, after that it's a bulldozer, right? And yeah. then it's a record, like, 
until we get the lesson because that's that's how we evolve however so many people don't have the tools to be able to do that so they're struggling in life they're hitting roadblock after roadblock after roadblock right in business they have this cycle of up down up down up down or they lose a client and they get freaking pissed off rather than being clear-headed and being able to see the perspective of the client and work right. through it and actually sure. keep the client. So when, when people don't have those tools, a lot of, it's really messy. Yeah, right? when, you I have, agree. when you have the tools to be able to learn about yourself and to work through that and to break through those blind spots yeah. and to move through them, so much opens up. Well, and it makes you a much better relationship uh, uh, attendant, <laughs> right? Yeah. So when you get into a relationship, you go, okay, you know, it's not going to be perfect, but there's going to be things and you work through things and you talk. I, I did a whole, just about a whole podcast on expectations and how my wife and I, current wife, took like four years and just kind of chatted. Mm -hmm. now, what do you expect? What, what, what do you do if this happens in your mind? And, you know, we had kid, we brought kids into a relationship and we had to, we had to really learn who each other was and go, oh, yeah, I can live with that. That's cool. You know, Ed, if you want to wear a red shirt and a hat, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Right. Because sometimes we don't say anything about that. And then you go, well, I don't know if he's going to wear a red shirt. You know. <laughs> so you're getting into that NLP area and you might yeah. want to explain that to our listeners. So they kind of know how you learned about these mind things. Yeah, for sure. And That's okay. And if I didn't, unless you had some more story, you can tell as much as you want. Well, it, it was funny because as you were talking about that with um, you and your wife and talking about relationship, it's funny because people come to, to my training with the context of wanting to grow their business, wanting to increase sales, right? Because we work with business owners and business sure. professionals. So they're like, I want to increase my sales. I want to grow my business. I want to take 2022 to the next level, really go in. And then they end up with improving their relationship. It's the best it's ever been, or they get into a relationship that they've only ever dreamt of because we're the common denominator. And well, I brought this up in my last podcast that if you listen, if you're your whole life, they say, well, you should separate business in your life. It, that's impossible, right? Your life is what your life is, right? It's all touching you. Each do. Other. How you do one thing is how you do everything. That's right. <laughs> so if you've got a fucked up relationship and you want to go increase your sales this is going to affect what mm -hmm. you're doing here and vice versa if you get if you hate your job it's kind of you're going to bring it home yep. and when i hear about coaches a lot of times they say well we're a business guy so what does that mean you're just going to concentrate on business because if the guy's screwed up mm -hmm. right if he's if he's just all sideways shit sideways with his kids mm -hmm. and what it's like and he's going to fix his business it's all going to connect at some point mm -hmm. you know, you're going to go to, you sleep in the same bed your mind's the same mind yep and I'm glad you brought that up because once you start going, wow, I could fix all this stuff with the right approach or the right mm -hmm. attitude, things like that. Mm -hmm. That's where that NLP, I know, affects well, us a lot. Yeah. I mean, people, you hear this all the time. Success is 90% mindset, 10% skill set, or maybe even 95% mindset yeah. and 5% skill set because it really is. This right here is the dictator of our results in life. So the more that we understand what's going on up here and have the tools to be able to apply and effectively get out of our own way and insert and, ourselves in environments. In every aspect. It's a ripple effect. Yeah, it's a ripple in every effect. aspect of your life, right? Mm-hmm. 100%. That's where I and, think a lot of coaches miss step is they're not, they're not asking a couple more questions. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I'm not a coach, and, so I don't know, but I think they don't approach everything. Well, I mean, every, oh, not everything, but so much is coaching. Sales is coaching. This conversation is sure. coaching, right? When, when you have the tools to be able to communicate to the person in front of you, to build that relationship, mm -hmm. to be able to effectively communicate with them, maybe even help get them out of their own way to see a different perspective, to see a different solution, to hear something differently, that's coaching, right? Now, do sure. I believe that coaches should have these tools to help their clients? Definitely. If they're a high integrity coach, 100%. I only work with high integrity people, so 100%. Well, and, and 
that being said, you've got to, you're, when you're, before you take on a coaching client, you've got to do this conversation we're having, right? You got to talk oh, yeah. about all this stuff because now you're going, well, listen, I've been around a lot of people in my life. You can have a super duper smart scientist guy that's so screwed up over here. This is going to keep pulling them back, right? So you mm -hmm. got to have these open, these, these, uh, vulnerable conversations to find out who you're coaching yeah is that, is that true be, yeah you got to be real i was just on okay. a call earlier with um a potential coaching client and she was real and she was transparent and you've got to have that because yeah. if if you're not being transparent with where you're starting how can i ever really help you i, I gotta help i gotta know where the starting point is right and yeah but a lot of coaches ourselves. don't a lot of coaches don't do that and that's why we have that's why sometimes like salespeople get a bad name because they're coming in that car sales from the sixties. They're coming in on that level. Mm -hmm. and well, sales is, I mean, there's so much to sales and it's shifting so much yeah. in my, in my opinion, when, when you learn the science behind talking to the person in front of you, sales is a ripple effect of that. Right. If you're putting yeah. on the, the the mindset of the person in front of you, then sales can happen effortlessly. If you're Effort, coming yeah. in selling, one hundred percent, it's not it's not going to work. Um, but back to so a lot, you've been mentioning NLP quite a few times, and people are probably curious as to what NLP even. Yes, and I want is. you to talk about that. So because, I want to make sure that that we touch on that. Um, NLP stands for Neuro Linguistics Programming, which you're probably hearing that and saying, what in the world is that? <laughs> because the first time I heard it, I had zero idea of what it was and what it was going to help me do. Oops, so NLP, Neuro Linguistics Programming, it's the study of human excellence. It's the study of how we communicate with ourselves, which you've heard me say before how we communicate with ourselves and in the world. It's really, if, if anybody listening, or if Ed, if, if you've heard this before, where our thinking creates our results, it's the science of that. Yeah. Because this, this is driving our, our results. And there's a lot that goes into, and I'm pointing to, to my head here for those that are listening, a lot goes into our mindset that people are, are unaware of. These, these programs that are running, they produce certain results. And that program produces a result that serves us up until the point where it doesn't. So for example, if you have grandkids, right? Mm -hmm. And if they are going to start riding a bike, you're probably going to start with training wheels, right? To start them out. Mm -hmm. So they get comfortable with the training wheels and then they get really good at riding the bike with training wheels. Well, naturally, you'd take off the training wheels so that way they could start mountain bike riding, right? It's probably really hard to mountain bike ride with training wheels on. Yes. <laughs> right? <laughs> so the program, those training wheels, it just doesn't serve you anymore. It actually holds you back. It keeps you from being able to do the fun things like go on top of the mountain and have a lot of fun with your friends. So I say all that to say that these programs, they run and they serve us up until a point and then they don't anymore. And that is when people get stuck. That's when they are lacking the motivation. That's when they, maybe they um, quote unquote fail in their business again, right? And they have these, these cycles. It's just because there's a blind spot there and this program is running and it's serving them up until it doesn't. So many people update their phones before they even update their mindset. They're, they're running around with actually iPhone 1 in their head, right? You know, it's funny you brought that analogy up. So we just got a new update. I don't know if you have Apple, but just got mm -hmm. a new update on our Apple phone. So I, mm -hmm. on Facebook, I'm seeing that if you don't like, I was just thinking about this today. So when you go into your browser now, and you're, the, the search engine is on the bottom, not the top. So you type into the bottom of the screen mm -hmm. and people are freaking out going, huh? You know, if you just got your update and you want to switch it, you just push the AA button. And I'm like, hold on, is this that big a deal? I mean, is this is this stopping you from using your browser on your phone? I was, it was just funny. It was like, it just keeps coming up on my phone. And I'm like, Jesus mm -hmm. Christ, people, just shift your thinking a little bit. All you're More doing is typing on the bottom instead of the top. So mm -hmm. it's so yeah. funny because people will 
they'll push change, right? When when change is inevitable, change is happening all the time. And way so the faster than it used to, by the way. Yeah, the more that we get comfortable with change and being comfortable being uncomfortable, that's where success lies in the uncomfortable. 100%. You know, it's funny because next week I, I decided to do a podcast and we'll get you back on track here. This may make you think of something. I was going to, I'm going to do a podcast about my kids, raising kids, right? I'm not going to give advice about raising kids. I'm just going to tell you how it was for me. So I'm thinking of three, there's three generations. My generation when I was, you know, 15. The next generation was my kids when they were 15. And now I'm raising grandkids that are almost 15. And the differences between those three generations technologically is obviously huge. For me to tell a child that I didn't have a cell phone when I was 14, they're like, how did you live? Mm -hmm. Well, pretty fucking easy, actually. It wasn't that bad. Mm -hmm. And then to have, then to go to the flip phone where I was trying to teach my my stepdad how to use, remember the texting when you had to hit the thing three times to get the letter or (laughs) twice or whatever. And now we're in this, you know, where you're almost at the point where you can just think it and it's, you know, you're going to text somebody. Mm-hmm. And that's those changes that have happened. You just, you just kind of go, look, I can't go back to the, I guess I could go back to the you way could. that went the trash. So evolution is always, always yes. optional. It's, it's never guaranteed. Somebody could still be on that flip phone. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> it's a choice. It's 100% a choice. And you're right. The generations are growing so, so quickly. And the and change is happening at lightning speed compared to, the 70s or 80s right mm-hmm. yeah i mean just lightning speed changes yeah but but people but people are adapting too mm-hmm. it's my generation that is now the uh, not again right kind of uh, not again well fuck dude if you want to cash those checks from your business you're gonna have to go what's next yeah <laughs> you know yeah mm-hmm. yep and it so also anyway. yeah i was thinking too you know as i as i'm trying to I really would want to do more public speaking. I want to talk to people about exactly this, about let's get over this stuff and understand you got to first see the value that you have in yourself, right? Very hard to Mm -hmm. get people to see value. And I know that I'm plagiarizing every Jim Ron and Tony Robbins, Jack Canfield. I know I'm plagiarizing all that. I, I'm not smart enough to have come up with that stuff. And neither were they, by the way. They learned it from somebody else. But it's just that different approach, that different view of how you're going to hear it. And that's why I love listening to you because it's coming. You're confirming what I know. At Are you 30 years old? I don't mean to yes. put that out there. Okay. I am. You won't care for another 15 years. <laughs> your age. Go for it. So at 30, you're confirming what I've believed for the last 30 years, right? That mm. this shit, it doesn't, this part of it doesn't really change. You've got to look in the mirror and go, okay, who's responsible for what's going to happen tomorrow? You're responsible for what's going to happen. Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But, but it's also, you know, Tom Brady also has a coach, right? The greatest quarterback arguably yeah. ever has a coach too, that needs to oh, help yeah. them, you know, kind of yeah. get over those blind spots. I like that. Actually, I like that phrase, actually, the blind spot phrase. I mean, now on our cars, we have lights, at least mine has, the light to notify me that there's a car in my blind spot. <laughs> I have it too. Yeah, that's right. Right? Right? So yeah. if we're wanting to go grow and we're wanting to progress, we've got to be able to see our own blind spots to be able to learn from them and grow from them. Yeah. And when it comes to, you know, you wanting to, to speak on stage and you wanting to make make an impact reality is you and every single person listening to this right now has a story you've gone through things that nobody else has gone through sure. you have a completely different perspective and view of the world than anyone else so the more that you stand up and share your story and get true to who you truly are and operate from that point of view to be able to influence and to make an impact you could say one thing that could have the power of shifting someone's life completely. Absolutely. I heard Stacy say, and so in 2019, February of 2019, I heard one thing that stood out to me differently that shifted my perspective that allowed me to see, oh shit, I don't know my shit. <laughs> and hmm. when I do, I'll be able to have the life and business that I truly want. 
fast forward two years, I'm in a six figure business doing exactly what I love to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you didn't my life and other people's lives, that that I know everything or I know that is so restrictive because if Mm -hmm. I know it, why do I have to learn it? Right. I'm always out there. I'm listening to, I listened to a Ted talks this morning that was talking about storytelling, saying the exact thing I'd say on a regular basis in a different tone, which is awesome. I'm glad that somebody else is telling this and a million people are saying what I'm saying, but it was just a different way of putting it. And I was like, Oh, that's interesting. The way she, they did it. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm going to continue to listen to those things and, and, try to learn and try to get better at what I do. Listen, I just started going back to the gym. We're like six weeks in now going back to the gym. And I am always open for new stuff, you know, mm-hmm. looking around mm-hmm. and saying, how can I get to this point faster or whatever? And, yep. Um, yep. However, it does always come back to me going to the gym, right? Getting up and getting dressed and getting over there. Yep. And taking so you got to have that denominator, common denominator all the time. It's getting, mm-hmm. you know, things. Definitely. And just the other day I was listening to, I, it's funny because I sent this to a friend of mine. I was listening to Earl Nightingale. I've listened to this since I was 12 years old, the same exact CDs yeah. now on my iTunes since 12 years old. He told a story, said what I, I, I knew what he was saying. I, I knew the exact words that he was going to say. And I heard it differently than sure. I had ever heard it before because I'm at a different place in my life and it resonated so much more than it ever had well I joke about this as as my and I use my son as an example he has this my old boss was his friend before he was my boss if that makes any kind of quick sense I had told him he asked me a question I told him something and the next week he came back to me and said, hey, Tom told me this. I said, no, that's exactly what I told you last week. Exactly what I told mm-hmm. you. But it comes from a different perspective. And I thought, you know, that's why I think there's space for me. Because somebody's going to look at me and go, you know, I get it. Med, But mom, mm-hmm. they don't make any fucking sense coming from my mom. Right? Mm-hmm. And I don't want to give them bad information. And I don't even want to give them different information than their mom or dad are giving them. Mm-hmm. I just want to give them a same information in a different way yeah hopefully they can see it and that that's a that's the old you know watching the movie six times ago and oh shit i don't remember that part of that movie but you do do that for sure mm-hmm. yeah. yeah there's so much and there's also so much there's so much power behind being able to connect with that person because that person will connect with you so differently than than anyone else yeah. right and, and you really do have the power to be able to influence someone towards making whatever that is, making that impact. I remember I had a conversation with a friend of mine over, I think it was during COVID, and she's been talking about wanting to start her brand for years. And I finally just said, when are you going to do it? Yeah. When are you going to stop talking and, and do it? And now she's been doing it for a year now. So influencing her to take that leap has led her down this incredible path. So when, and, when you're you know, able we, to, we just need a little push sometimes, yeah. Yeah, and it, it really does come down to being able to have that connection with someone. And when you can, can have the tools to be able to do that, to be able to build that connection, build that relationship, and then communicate to them, right? Influentially have a great speech or whatever it is, or conversation, whatever it is, to help move them through whatever it is that they're going through. You become such a value add personally and also, I mean, in business everywhere. All right. So let's tell the audience um, how they can get with you. I mean, how, what, I guess in a reader's digest form, tell me, uh, uh, actually, let me back up. Have you had any clients? Now, I know you try to, um, you know, vet your clients, you know, to make sure they're good fits. Yeah. What, what's one of the biggest hangups people have? And no matter what their age is, what's one of the biggest things you see out there? Is it confidence or oh, what's know, self-esteem or something like that? I mean, honestly, it's people getting in their own way. And right. there's, there's, an, there's an array of that that can look Are they like coming up with reasons why they can't do something? Or oh, yeah. They just... we'll, talk them. Mm-hmm. Okay. we'll talk themselves out of it. 
Mm-hmm. I had a guy tell me one time, a boss, and I didn't really like this guy, by the way, and ended up liking him less because of some stuff he did. But he said, Ed, tell me what you can do, not what you can't. And as I took that attitude forward, I went, that's a really good saying, right? How can I fix this? Or fuck it, it just doesn't work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How could this work if, if I had unlimited resources or whatever? Oh, How yeah. could this work? The... The quality of your life depends on the questions that you ask yourself regularly. Well, I'm a big what if guy. You know, what if I had a gazillion dollars? What could I do with that? Well, I could help this organization, that organization. I could do stuff that I haven't been able to do. I could take my wife here. I could do this for the kids. I could do whatever. So I'm a big what if guy. What if you asked when I have a gazillion dollars, what will I do with it? Right. Okay. I just learned something. <laughs> but those are those big, you know, and you're, you keep asking your mind, what if, what if, what if, your mind will actually physically start answering you if you keep asking. But what we do is go, we start going, what if it doesn't work out? And what if I fail? And what if I, and you start asking yourself those questions and your mind goes, I'll fucking tell you what happens. You're yep. homeless and you're broke. And you're- yep. When you have the keys and the rules as to how to use this, yeah. to your advantage, you become unstoppable. Right. And you create success, the success that you truly want. So many people don't have the key and the rules to using this, using their minds. Are they scared to find the key? Do you think sometimes? Yeah. It's, the, it's the unknown, right? It's the, they'll ask themselves, what if I was able to do that? Mm-hmm. Am I worthy of that, right? I've talked about worthiness before, where where I think that's a big deal, because I think a lot of, when I was growing up, I had these situations where it was like, Mm -hmm. well, I don't deserve that. You know, my dad's not an architect. I don't deserve what that kid has. Mm -hmm. Well, shit, I was going to be, I was going to get older, right? And then I'd have control of the situation instead of his dad. Yep. Uh, So we start to create these stories, and then these stories become narratives, and then we live into them. Mm -hmm. I know, we're great about talking ourselves out of being great, right? Mm-hmm. I know. So do you find that's a lot? And even if you vet people, that's kind of a hidden thing when you start getting in, they're getting in their own way about stuff, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, when, when I'm vetting people, what I'm doing is I'm making sure that somebody is wants to make a massive impact in their life and the lives of others. Mm-hmm. That they're, because the tools that I teach are so powerful, there's a very fine line between influence and manipulation. And that fine line is intention. So I'm consistently making sure that this person is in high integrity and has the best intentions to be able to use these tools. That's what I'm doing when I'm vetting someone. Now, when I'm talking to someone and they're getting in their own way, I'm trained to help get them out of their own way, right? Yeah. And oftentimes that's what they're going to be cleaning up in the training because that's what well, that's why they hired you in the first place. Exactly. Right? Help me get out that's of my own. Mm-hmm. Do you find, um, are you seeing uh, particular industries hiring you? Do you have a, do you have more realtors or more financial people or more of this mm-hmm. or that? Do you find there's certain industries that are more prevalent? Yeah, I do have um, a lot of realtors. Because a lot of realtors already have contacts of the NLP world. Unfortunately, okay. there's a lot of, they're taking a lot of NLP-based content. Yeah. So NLP-based content oftentimes isn't getting to the root of what's going on. So we do an NLP certified training. So that way we're giving everyone all of the tools. Yeah. Um, so they have context of NLP. Financial planners, people who are in sales, so maybe like car sales or network marketing. Maybe if they're in the so network. So it's funny. World. Every one of those. So I was ta- I was thinking about my friend. He's a realtor the other day, and I thought, you know, the problem with your industry is everybody is a potential customer, right? Whereas when I was in the HVAC business, I had contractors I called on, right? Mm-hmm. And like, I wouldn't call on a plumber. I'd call on an HVAC contractor. I wouldn't call on an architect. I'd call on an engineer. Mm-hmm. So I was able to limit my customer base. It was just automatically limited because it was what I sold. I, when I look at my friends that are realtors, and insurance salespeople and everything, everybody's their customer, but they've got to kind of try to refine or define who they want as a customer. Mm-hmm. Does that make any sense? So 
the problem with realtors is there's a million realtors out there. 20% are probably doing 80% of the business, kind of the normal thing. But how do you make that impact enough? Um, and this is like almost another podcast. But how do you impact your customer base or your potential customer base enough that you're going to be top of mind when it's time for them to do whatever they're doing? Like I just sold a house. I've sold two houses in my life. I'll probably never sell another. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't happen that often, right? Some people it does, but most normal people, it doesn't happen that often. So when, when it's time, you got to go, bank, that person comes right to the top of your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and That's, that's the tough that's part about strategy. their that business. Yeah, that's a whole strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. However, when... So relationships are, are very, very important in business, right? Mm-hmm. Being able to build those relationships and the the part where we train on in NLP influential communication and being able to communicate to the person in front of you mm-hmm. so that way you build that rapport and build that connection because reality is every single person that comes to us thinks in a different way communicates in a different way talks in a different way and like each other like each other right like attracts like So when these realtors have these tools, it allows them to be able to be flexible in their communication and meet that person that's in front of them where they're at to be able to build a stronger relationship. Relationships are the name of the game in business. Well, that has a lot to do with our marketing technique too. Marketing is a whole. They're marketing too. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a whole, yeah, there's so many different marketing strategies. However, I will tell you that you know, messaging and marketing is everything, right? So the communication in the messaging is either attracting or repelling people. So when you learn how to influentially communicate, you broaden your net to catch because you're influentially communicating to so many different people rather than repelling them. On my last podcast, I talked a little bit about, like I said in the beginning of this, how people are disengaging, right? You look at Apple, which is closing in on $3 trillion as a company, the largest company in the world, mm-hmm. and they still advertise, right? And you'd think, fuck, they don't need to advertise. They probably don't for two years. It's the four years after that. That's the problem. And a lot of these realtors when and insurance people and anybody, and, and small businesses, period, when COVID hit, they just kind of went, well, I'm just not going to spend money on them right now. Mm-hmm. The problem is catching up. It's catching up after, you know, those short memories and of course, Apple's got a gazillion dollars to do this with. I get that. Yeah. But there are so many different marketing strategies. Right. I, I grew my business and I launched it in 2020. I grew in 2020. So there are, and I had zero budget. There are many yeah. different strategies that can use. And to your point. And I get that call a lot of times. Ed, what should I do? Everything that's free. That's the first thing I tell them do. Do everything that's free. Use Facebook, use Instagram, use TikTok. Either I don't care how you do money. It. Time yeah. or money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Use everything that's free is my first advice to anybody. And then we'll talk, then we'll talk about working on your brand. Mm-hmm. So this EF, those are actually my initials. I actually have neat handwriting. And I, I always tell people, look, my initials are on just about on everything at this point. I mean, besides my underwear, they're on socks, they're on shoes, they're on whatever. Mm-hmm. Because it'll rest start resonating. People will start going, oh, I know. That's Ed's logo, you know, kind yep. of thing. And you just got to continue to do it. Yep. Dude, I could talk to you forever. <laughs> and I know you got things to do and we got a big week coming up with Christmas and everything. And listen, anytime you want to pitch something or you want to talk about what you talk about, um, I could literally sit with you for six hours and just chat. And which is an odd thing because I'm literally twice your age. But mm-hmm. but it's just, matter. but we just have the same we just have this synergy that I love mm-hmm. and um, I love seeing you at places and anything, anytime a networking thing comes up, I'll let you know and do the same for me and we'll just kind of keep changing, but, you know, share away on this thing. And I just want to get that message out for you because I think you're dynamic. I think you're in my top 10%. When I talk about business coaches, I hammer them a little bit because I think some mm-hmm. of them, I, I used to have this joke. I said, look, say consultants or out of work salespeople. The new out-of-work salespeople are business coaches. And I just see so many that I'm like, you're just not effective at all. I mean, you got to – I feel bad for them because I know they're just not finding what they want to do. So they're going to, well, I'm just going to be a sales coach. And there's all these programs and you can pay for them and you can do all this. 
but I like what you're sending. I like the message you're sending out there. I like your vulnerability. I like that you're willing to learn. And you know that you're going to be in a different place in five years than you are today. And you're going to be given a different message. It, it'll probably be pretty consistent, but mm -hmm. it's going to be, you're going to have some experience messages in there. Mm -hmm. Oh man, I tried this and it didn't fucking work, but you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I like oh, the yeah. fact that you're, you have that open mind to do that. So I really appreciate you and um, what you're doing. And I think you're just going to continue to kill it. So. Well, thank you. And I appreciate you having me on again. This is fantastic. Yeah. It always is whenever we So can. let me do a, let me do a out message here and then stay on for just a second. Yeah. So this is the edfranklin.nolimits podcast. You can contact me at edfranklin.nolimits at gmail.com. If you have a guest or you'd like to be a guest on my podcast, um, Corinne, I'll ask you to give a little bit of information on how they can reach you. This girl's killing it. Let me tell you, um, I, I love, I meet a lot of youthful people that do a great job and Corinne is on the top of that list. So um, if you're having you know, the need, if you feel the need, you need a coach or something, or you just want to chat with her. I'm sure she's open to just chatting. Um, she's, she's got a great direction in life. And I think you'd um, benefit from talking to her for 10 minutes. So Corinne, how can I get a hold of you? The best way to get a hold of me would be social media. So I'm on all social plat platforms. Just look up my name. It's Corinne, C-O-R-R-Y-N, and then Kivet, K-I-V-E-T-T. And you can also go to my website, so www.evolutionroom.co. That'll be the best place. Make sure it's .co because I've done .com .co. and I've gotten my messages kicked back. So it's .co, uh, evolutionroom.co. Anyway, again, thank you, Corinne, for being on. You're the bomb. Um, we'll do this 100 more times if we have to. Uh, I love the conversations we have. And um, like I said, stay on for a second podcast listeners i'll be sending out another podcast next week that's going to talk about raising kids you got to listen to that one because if it's nothing else it's going to be funnier than shit so anyway i'll see you guys next week thank you very much mm -hmm.